Hi, and welcome to the 10 Minute Tiki Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Westcott. Episode 14 Designing and Developing Digital Outcomes starts now. Today we're talking about designing and developing digital outcomes, which is part of the new digital technologies curriculum content added to the technology part of the curriculum in the New Zealand curriculum. And I've shortened it to 3DOs. So if you hear me say 3DOs, I mean designing and developing digital outcomes because our profession loves acronyms. So here's another one. (laughs) And, And the thinking behind the 3DOs is about moving kids from consumers of technology to creating it with with the technology and creating things by doing this, they actually learn about digital technologies and how it works, how it's stored, manipulated, retrieved, shared, all of those lovely things that come with the process of creating something digitally. So what actually is a 3DO? You know, what would the outcome look like? So I've taken a description from a Kiyotakatu graphic, which I'll put the link in the show notes, and they say... If the thing being made can be captured in a digital file so it can be stored on a computer of some sort, it is a digital outcome. So later in the episode, I'll give you some examples of what this might look like right from um, beginning of primary school right up to secondary. But it's anything that can be made and captured in a digital file. So then what makes a good 3DO? Um, The word good can be a bit (laughs) funny, but what would make it the ultimate? So the progress outcomes of the digital technologies curriculum content talk about in every single process progress outcome at every single level. It talks about authentic context and taking into account end users. So I see authentic context being uh, something that you're already doing in the classroom or something that links to the sort of wider community or wider world. Or whatever you're sort of doing in your inquiry, you can link it through there. It doesn't have to sit in isolation. And the end users part is, is that audience part. Who's going to be looking at it, viewing it, watching it, enjoying it, using it, all of that sort of stuff. Because you're always doing that with the end in mind. And it may just be for the teacher or for my whanau. But, you know, if we can start to go a bit bigger and say, well, actually, someone else could be watching this or using it or enjoying it, it adds a whole nother level of what the students have to think of when they're creating, who they're creating for. Again, it links to that literacy idea of sort of who we're writing for and why we're writing. I also want to add what I think underpins these 3DOs too, that it's that it's student-driven. So the students are actually making it and they're creating it and they're making the decisions about it as well. Maybe even about what tool they use to share an idea or share their learning. And as you can see, this may then require some explicitly taught digital skills because we don't know what we don't know, right? So we may have to introduce students to new possible tools that they could use to create a digital outcome. Again, I think a, a framework or a process that underpins it would be really useful. So whether it can link into your key competencies or an inquiry model or the one that is explicitly outlined in the digital technologies curriculum content is the design thinking method. 
And the design thinking process I actually cover in episode 11, if you'd like to deep dive a little bit more into that. But the idea is it, it starts with a problem and you're, you're looking to solve that problem using a solution and potentially it could be a digital solution. I think there are ways that we can warm students up to digital solutions if we don't have great access to tech or we want to sort of embed some thinking before the tech comes along. And kids could be making things like board games, they could create it be creating um, sports games, things like that, where they're starting to think about a user in order to solve a problem or meet an authentic context. So some examples of what a 3DO might look like. So it could be your students posting on Seesaw, and you can see how there might be some underlying skills there that may need to be taught. How do we take a good photo? What does a quality post look like? And then you might have that whole aspect of commenting and all of that sort of stuff. So it's not just an isolated piece of work. It's it's part of, of what you do and it's part of what you have, in the, have going on in the classroom. Another example, book creator. So students making books to record their writing or a science sort of journal or something like that. Movie making and stop animation are awesome rich tasks that can really bring in a lot of other curriculum areas as well using some of the Google tools to present learning. And I don't just mean publishing on Google Docs, right? I mean making, say, using Google Slides to make an, a, a mock-up of an app or to make a uh, pick-a-path story, which I talked about in the computational thinking episode. You could look at some graphic design tools like Canva to make logos, posters, certificates. And then uh, I've just been working with a school, uh, an English department at a high school where we were looking at how podcasting can be used uh, to share their ideas around books. So my top three tips for designing and developing digital outcomes. Number one, start small. Consider your year level and think what would be a really great tool or a really great way to add something to their kitty that they could then take with them as they go through. It's almost like you know a tool belt full of different types of tools or uh, websites or creation tools really that they can use throughout their life and throughout their journey through school. Number two is to start to weave and integrate this through your other context that you've got going on. So it could be sitting in, inside your literacy. It could be sitting inside your inquiry. How might we make 3DOs part of what we already do uh, or, or supersizing what we already do so that it doesn't become another on top? It just becomes another experience. And number three is you may need to upskill. You know, we may have to face that fact that there might be some tools out there that we need to, you know, know the basics about and maybe explicitly teach our kids or give students the explicit time to have a play and a tinker. We don't need to know everything about a tool or what can be done with it, but it's that underlying concept of, hey, we need to create something for an audience and here's the authentic, here's the reason, here's the purpose. I would love to see as students progress right from year zero right up to year 13, along the way collecting an absolute kitty, a full kitty of tools and ideas and experiences which means that they could come out and create all sorts of kinds of things in a digital outcome to suit a purpose and a need. That's what I would love to see. So my teacher quote today comes from the incredible Sasha, who's a teacher I work with in Palmerston North, and I was recently in her classroom and she was sharing with me what she'd developed after our time together, and she had this incredible piece of work going on around stop motion animation. So what I went in and witnessed her year threes and fours, her eight, eight and seven and eight year olds doing, they were painting their sets, they were designing storyboards, they were writing the script, they were writing narratives that would be their um, 
their story arc through. They were so engaged and into it. And you had that piece of art, that piece of literacy coming through. It was student-centered, so the students chose the characters. We had Aquaman and Elsa from Frozen. And it was really, really neat to see that coming through. Lots of teachers that I've talked to that have dived into movie making or stop motion animation making have said that their role as a teacher has really shifted. They become less of the font of all knowledge, right? Less of the experts and as as more guiding the students uh, within that literacy space or within that um, audience space rather than the digital tech tool space. So once they've given kids the time to tinker and have a play and given some feedback, feedback was an was a really important part of this process at every step on the storyboard, on the animation, on the sound effects. Like it was all sort of part of this really rich task that these students were doing. And I cannot wait to see the final outcomes. Well, that's all for today, folks. What I'll do is I'll put a link in the show notes of about 25 different 3DOs that uh, we we at here at Digital Circus work with teachers to try and develop and, and integrate into their programs. So it might just give you some ideas of what you could do with your kids or start to look into do with your students. But other than that, hey, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Kakite. And I would love for you to subscribe to the 10 Minute Techie so that you can get episodes delivered straight to your podcasting network, straight to you every Tuesday morning. Find all the links and everything I've mentioned in the show notes at bit.ly slash techie10show notes. The 10 Minute Techie podcast is kindly supported by Digital Circus, a Ministry of Education, professional learning and development provider working with schools all over New Zealand, specialising in digital technologies. Find us at www.digitalcircus.org.nz.